Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, it is a big day for presidential politics here in the Beehive State. So we're going to stay with the presidential conversation and we're going to break this into a couple of parts that I think are really interesting today. Obviously, the election cycle has already been polarizing, uh, to say the least. Uh, And, of course, we've seen some interesting traction from third party independent candidates and uh, voters who want something other than a Biden Trump 2.0 showdown. So we're going to do this in two parts. We're going to look at some of the things under the numbers, beyond the headlines, as it relates to the Trump campaign. And then later on in the show, we'll come and do the same with President Biden and his victory in Michigan, but also some of the disturbing under the numbers kind of questions that the administration is going to have to get to. So let's start with looking at the things underneath the hood when it comes to, to the former president and his bid to become the president once again. Brett Samuels, of course, is White House reporter for The Hill, covers the Biden administration, previously covered the uh, Trump White House and breaking news for The Hill. And uh, Brett, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, so let's get underneath the numbers just a little bit. Uh, of course, uh, people have been saying, oh, the former president is 4-0 and in the primaries, uh, kind of this uh, – uh, self-fulfilling prophecy of how these things get done these days. Uh, but you did a, an interesting look underneath because, as we always say on this show, it's one thing to win a primary in the spring. It's very different to win a general in the fall, and the fall is the only thing that matters in the end. Uh, give us some uh, of the things that you've been watching under the hood, even with these victories uh, for the Trump campaign. For sure. So to your point, you know, it seems like the former president is – is pretty much on a glide path at this point to, to being the Republican nominee. So that's not really in question. But, uh, you know, if you sort of dive into these numbers a little bit, look beyond, uh, you know, the net the net win in each of these states, there have been some uh, potential warning signs, I think, if you look ahead to November for, for former President Trump. Um, and you could, you could find those really in, in sort of each of the first four contests, I think. Um, you know, you look at South Carolina last week, obviously, was a big resounding win over Nikki Haley, who was the former governor. But Nikki Haley, you know, she certainly held her own. She pulled in, um, you know, almost 40 percent of the vote. She performed better than Trump with college educated voters. She performed better than Trump with more moderate voters. Um, and again, in Michigan last night, again, you know, we saw the former president with this very big resounding victory. And yet, even though he's, you know, by by all you know, in name only, sort of the the presumptive nominee, Nikki Haley still managed to get um, you know about thirty percent of the vote. So clearly, there are Republican voters who have concerns here, and that's something I think the the uh, Trump campaign, uh, sorry, uh, will have to keep an eye on as as we look forward to November. Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting, uh, especially if uh, Nikki Haley continues in the race. She said she'll be on and beyond uh, Super Tuesday, and obviously that depends on momentum and money. Those are the two uh, big drivers for a political campaign. But it does really show, I think, some of the uh, the challenges, I think, for the, the Trump campaign moving beyond uh, if they do secure the nomination, again, if we move forward into the fall uh, what do you see? What do you sense in terms of those independent voters and especially those swing states? I just thought Michigan was just fascinating yesterday uh, for both President Biden and former President Trump in terms of a win is a win and is nice. And yet there are some things they ought to be thinking long and hard about. Yeah, that's really well said. You know, both sides, I think, have uh, some reflecting to do or some work to do uh, between now and November based on the Michigan results. 
And Michigan, of course, is a state that Biden won by about 155,000 votes in 2020. So, um, you know, we saw Biden, over 100,000 folks casted these uncommitted ballots last night. Uh, if, if all those voters either stay home in November or they flip to Trump in November, suddenly his margin is very small in Michigan. So, you know, things like that really, really could matter come November. And those are the kinds of voters uh, that President Biden will have to work on and, and bring back into the fold. And then conversely, you know, as I said, about 30 percent of Republican primary voters backed Nikki Haley uh, last night in Michigan. Now, some of those voters presumably will will uh, fall in line, back Trump once he's officially the nominee um, and would not go for Biden. But again, in, in these swing states, New Hampshire could be a swing state, Michigan, Wisconsin, um, Pennsylvania, these states where if Trump is not able to win over more moderate Republicans, independent voters, the kinds of voters that he lost in 2020 after winning in 2016, uh, in what is expected to be a really close election this November, those voters really could make uh, a huge difference in some of these states. Uh, I think one of the things that you pointed out uh, kind of along those same lines from your piece at TheHill.com today uh, is the fact that the former president has been saying, look, the Republican Party's never been more unified uh, and yet, as you look at those numbers, uh, those are pretty significant numbers, 30 percent, 40 percent. I always thought it was interesting, uh, even in South Carolina, that uh, former President Trump uh, won uh, in the general election against Hillary Clinton with about 56 percent of the vote uh, in 2016. He beat uh, then-candidate Joe Biden uh, in South Carolina by about the same number, 56, 57 percent. And now within a primary, uh, only got to 59 percent. Uh, what does that tell you in terms of uh, those who, as you pointed out, uh, may may fall back in line or fall, go back into the fold, but might stay home in November? Yeah, what, what it shows, I think, uh, and, and what some Republicans have told me is that uh, the former president hasn't really changed his message much. He's very much sort of the same candidate in a lot of ways that he was in 2020 um, when he lost to Joe Biden. So. I think there is a concern among some Republicans that Trump is not doing enough to appeal uh, to independent voters, to more moderate voters, uh, to college educated voters, the kinds of folks who were maybe a bit turned off by him after his first term, voted for Joe Biden in 2020. Um, and Trump, you know, arguably needs to do more to expand his voter base beyond just those loyal Republicans, uh, the folks who are going to show up for him no matter what. Because those are the voters who are really going to make a difference, um, especially in some of these key swing states by by the time November rolls around. Um, and, you know, I, I think the other thing is that what Republicans have said, what Trump critics have said, what some Democrats have said, is that Trump is effectively running as an incumbent here. And so there are reasons to be concerned, you know, if you look at it in that in that framing of an incumbent, essentially, for the Republican Party uh, is is losing, you know, 30 percent of the vote and 40 percent of the vote in some of these states. Yeah. Fascinating stuff to watch. Uh, former Ambassador Nikki Haley just completed a, a speech down on the campus of Utah Valley University, the Herbert Institute. And uh, we'll continue to break that down as well. Uh, Brett Samuels, great piece uh, at The Hill. Uh, Brett, of course, is White House reporter for The Hill, thehill.com. Uh, Brett, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. 
All right, again, that's Brett Samuels, White House reporter for The Hill. And there are some very interesting undercurrents that the former president has to be looking at. We'll talk about some of the undercurrents that President Biden is facing as we get into hour number two of the program. We're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get some reaction to Ambassador Haley's speech at Utah Valley University from some of the students who were in attendance down there. Stay with us. More Inside Sources coming up next.